Hello, I'm Marvin Fant, and this is Fantline, where we're not afraid to speak truth, and it doesn't matter if you're conservative or liberal, Democrat or Republican, because right always trumps over wrong. Enough said. t-shirt that's sometimes spiritual and sometimes inspirational with a different message from month to month then go to fatline.myshopify.com for the month of august fatline book of quotes shirt the effects of slavery on today's black person wow there's so many things to talk about but i'll narrow it down to several like our diet back in the slave days weekly food rations usually cornmeal lard some meat molasses, peas, greens, and flour were distributed every Saturday. Vegetable patches or gardens, if permitted by the owner, supplied fresh produce to add to the rations. Morning meals were prepared and consumed at daybreak in the slaves' cabins. <clears throat> the day's other meals were usually prepared in a central cookhouse by an elderly man or woman who, no, who was no longer capable, capable of strenuous labor in the field. The peas, the beans, the turnips, the potatoes, all seasoned up with meats, and sometimes a ham bone was cooked in a big iron kettle. And when mealtime came, they all gathered around the pot for a good heaping of, of, of this food. Now, this took place at noon or whenever the field slaves were given a break from work. And at the day's end, some semblance of family dinner would be, be prepared by a wife or mother in individual cabins. The diets were high in fat and starch and were not nutritionally sound and could lead to ailments including scurvy and rickets. Enslaved people in all regions and time periods often did not have enough to eat. Some resorted to stealing food from the master. House slaves could slip food from leftovers in the kitchen, but had to be very careful not to get caught, for harsh punishments awaited such an offense. But overall, it was the pig that got us through. We pretty much consumed every part of it to survive. And as I pointed out, we would get rations. And yes, there were other meats, but the pig has the most variety from its ears to its feet. And yes, even its intestines, AKA as we know it, chitlins. And though the pork chops and bacon and sausage, just to name a few, taste good, it's a big part of our dietary staple that we as a people consume heavily. We're God-fearing people, but when it comes to food, we sway away from God. And in the Bible, he tells us not to eat swine. And God knows our plight because you had to do what you had to do in order to survive. But from generation to generation, the pork product has had a stranglehold on us. And in the long run, it has led to high blood pressure, 
cancer, and many other life-altering sicknesses. So, overall, we have to do better in what we put into our bodies because it's no excuse anymore to say we're too poor or not knowledgeable of what's going on. Now, next on my list is an inferiority complex. From generation to generation, we've been downtrodden for so long that it's embedded in our psyche, and I'm talking about an overall effect. I'm not talking about each individual. We've been nurtured to believe that white is right and black is wrong. We've been led to believe our history books and not to question it. But when there's a discovery of black excellence, we seem to question that. I recall as a child, every show I saw had white people in it. Very rarely any blacks. Do you watch cowboy and Indian movies? Do you notice all cowboys were white and they were the good guys and all Indians were the bad guys? White women and white men were handsome and beautiful while black women and black men were not as desired. We straightened our hair so it can flow like a white person and we bemoan the fact that ours is kinky. I remember watching um, a Sanford and Son episode where Fred needed to go to the dentist. And he specifically asked for a white dentist because he thought the black dentist was ill-qualified. But come to find out that the best dentist in that facility was a black man. And Fred was always pro-black this and pro-black that. But when it came to certain things, just like Fred, we as black people are conditioned to think that white is better. <clears throat> but, but we have so much doubt and fears and lies that have accumulated our, our psyche to the point of self-hate. Now is the time to get rid of the muck and mire of the garbage that we've been fed and to embrace and celebrate who we are. Next I have is our mistrust towards each other. <clears throat> and black people, you know what I'm talking about. Seems like when one of us is making a climb towards the top, we're like crabs in a barrel where we want to bring that person down and keep that person down. With those of us who are already down instead, we should be lifting each other up and helping each other. But it goes back to the slave mentality where the white man puts us against or pits us against each other, <clears throat> whether it be in a fight to the death <clears throat> from back in the slave days where the master would place bets on their prospective boy, so to speak. <clears throat> you have light-skinned blacks versus dark-skinned blacks. We have gangs fighting each other. We have those who sell out other blacks to gain profit from white people, whether it be money or friendship. And no, I'm not talking about Uncle Tom from what you heard, which is a wrong description because the real Uncle Tom was a man who uplifted his blackness, but that's another story. The name uh, Sambo is more in line of what we're talking about. <clears throat> the black person or man who sells out his people for profit or for friendship, and as a people, we'll 
never get anywhere until we come together as a people. And next is identity, identity crisis. And for those, all those parallels I'm talking about through the years, we have so badly wanted to have someone else rather than who we are, be someone else rather than who we are. As a seven-year-old, I wanted to have my hair straight. I wanted it to be like the white people I saw on TV, but I couldn't understand why I had this kinky hair. Why was my hair like this? But I'm not the only one who, who um, wanted to change the texture of their hair. <clears throat> um, we we would we dyed our hair blonde. We we did this and did that. But within the past twenty years, we've started to embrace how we look, and at the same time, um, we have white people who are trying to look black. But still, we have a massive identity crisis because. What do you see is what I'm talking about is on the surface because deep down, we're still trying to find out who we are. Who we are are God's blueprint. Who we are are the original people. We are the people where all other people started from. Our hair is kinky because where we started from, being in Africa, God made our hair like this for a reason because in the sun, our hair is more conditioned to be in that type of environment. The color of our skin is conditioned to survive in that type of environment. And even our noses. We are uniquely made and it's time for us to know our identity. We are children of God. And next on my list is generational wealth. Here in America, we started out from the bottom and as low as anyone has ever started out here, here in America. And at the end of slavery, we were promised 40 acres and a mule for which we never received. But yet the Native American was given land. And after World War II, Orientals were given a stipend of money to get themselves back on their feet. And several other situations of people now deemed um, people, people that were not deemed white who were given uh, money because they were wrong. Heck, even now, people from India can come over here and do very well monetarily and still keep their citizenship as an Indian. But we as black people speak about retribution and we're told to get over it. And yet, all we wanted is fair and equal treatment. And because of these prevailing attitudes, um, we were, when we were slaves, we were duped in believing that we are no more than what we've been shown to be. But have you noticed that schools don't teach about the stock market, but yet it's, in, it's an integral part of our society? Schools don't teach about bonds, and they don't teach about credit and many other things. When it comes to finances, but yet a white, our white counterparts somehow know how to um, maneuver and handle these things from generation to generation. And the sad thing is that a typical black neighborhood talking about stocks and bonds, if you were talking about stocks and bonds in a typical black neighborhood, you'd be looked down upon. But that has to change. That has to change real soon. And lastly, 
Um, it seems like we have a disconnect with Jesus within the past 20 to 30 years. It seems like more and more young black Americans are going away from Jesus and embracing Allah or, or not even embrace, embracing God at all. And the reason for this is going back to the slave days where whereas now you have so-called intellectuals explaining that the Bible is full of lies or contradictions and that the Bible is the white man's religion and not the blacks. And we have more and more people trying or more or less buying into this. And that's wrong. That's just wrong. And it's a shame because the Bible is so, the Bible is, um, the Bible is all about us, in, in, especially in the, in the Old Testament. But where this comes from, <laughs> it's nothing but lies. And the fact that white people who, who call themselves Christians twisted things from the start and molded and shaped it to be, be it the Bible to their liking so much that over the decades and generations and years, people have brought into this lie. You look at movies um, in the religious genre and they show nothing but white people. So no wonder we think, or some of us may think that it's the white man's religion when that's all they've seen. But the thing is that these images of them, of us, well not us, but of white people are lies. <clears throat> you have black people who who don't want to believe me, but they want to, but they'll believe a, a white man talking, giving out these lies. But black people are in the Bible from the start. We were created in his image and we are of his image. Enough said. Thank you for checking out Fantline. Until next time, Keep Jesus first and be transformed by the renewing of your minds.